It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. This is Ask the Libertarians, a program designed to answer questions about today's and yesterday's news with libertarian viewpoints and opinions. Today's moderators are Charles Braden, John Holgate, and Dusty Baker. The opinions expressed are solely those of our moderators, and while they may share their positions with the Libertarian Party, they do not speak for the party. Beginning our discussion tonight, it's Charles Braden. Oh, gentlemen. Okay, so today we're going to do a little bit differently. We've got at least two big changes. First off, I have a clock running right now. Yay. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, we've already burned off about half a minute. And second, um, we're, going to, we're actually going to throw it open. We don't have a big topic to focus on, but we're just going to kind of take a sample of a bunch of topics all around libertarianism and freedom and statism and all that stuff. And um, I thought we would start tonight with just talking a little bit about the uh, Great Keystone Pipeline and what's happening with that and see what people's thoughts are, are especially as how that applies to uh, freedom and liberty and et cetera. John, you want to lead us off on that? Sure. Um, not, not so sure what to say about the Keystone Pipeline other than um, I, I find it interesting that, you know, in this climate of trying to you know, move toward uh, renewable energy and everything. Um, we have this opportunity. Uh, oh, yeah, and, and, and energy independence, that's, that's the main thing here. Uh, the ability to uh, provide uh, as much oil as we can to ourselves and the world, and, and uh, yet we have a uh, one political block that that seems to want to try to stop this thing at all costs, and at the same time, the same group of people are taking credit for the fact that gas prices have fallen quite a bit. And uh, I think it's kind of interesting because energy is what makes the world go around, at least for for business and our personal life. We we have become very dependent on on oil, but it has been a big factor in um, promoting a lifestyle that does give us a lot of freedom to move about and and live in a, in a, a relatively high standard of living, you know, compared to other parts of the world. So, uh, you know, there, there well, let me give you an issues. idea. What's let that? me give you a topic that let me give you a topic that's hot and heavy with Keystone because I hear what you're saying as a general overview. But how about the way that uh, the Keystone Inc. I forget the name of the of the holding company that owns the uh, Keystone Pipeline, uh, but how those folks are getting their land. They're not just buying it all. They are using one of our favorite tools, um, oh. right of eminent domain. I was going to get get move over to that. Yeah, the right of eminent domain, which uh, you know is is rather onerous to people who who uh, value their property rights, and and it is and property rights is a foundational. Um, Principle in uh, our notions of liberty. 
And I, I'm generally not not in favor of eminent domain. Uh, I think that uh, I've witnessed, uh, at least in, the, in a hometown I used to live in, uh, where where people were moved out of an apartment uh, where the city had used eminent domain. They ended up uh, going to court over it, and the city lost, thank goodness, and ended up paying these uh, residents in an, in an apartment building a good sum of money that uh, they, they tried to... They, well, actually, it was the owners of the apartment they... They had uh, tried to uh, sell them at well below market value, and the the court ended up ruling in the favor of the of the owners of the of the apartment. But I'm I'm digressing. Um, eminent domain, in my opinion, is not a good thing. So I uh, don't know what much more to say about that. But uh, I guess with all the money that oil makes, you'd think that they'd be able to offer a fair market value for the land that they needed to. Um, create this pipeline. Yeah. So uh, let me understand if I get your position right. Uh, let's say oil, big oil, since that's who we're talking about, came along and bought all the property except for one last property who happens to be this strange piece of property that's 80 miles wide and about 30 miles deep, um, or 30 feet deep, let's say. So it just really makes it difficult for a pipeline to go around that is that pipeline just out of luck? Well, uh, how how valuable is that piece of land to them? I think it also depends on who's making the demand for the land because the right of eminent domain is a governmental thing. And as right. far yeah. as I can tell from my research, uh, the Trans Canada Corporation has bought out uh, Conoco Phillips or Conoco Phillips uh, as of 2009. So it's just the the Trans Canada Corporation, which well, is a Canadian corporation, and I don't think they have the right of eminent domain. Uh, so well, they, they technically don't. You're right. Yeah, but that, what has that, happened? Do you do you remember the Kilo case? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's oh, yeah, the Kilo case in the U.S. Supreme Court said that a government can take the land and give it to other people for economic reasons, and and that's it. And that, so uh, it doesn't matter if Trans Transcorp was that who you said it was? Who's the corporation? Um, yeah, yeah. I th- I think we'd see it tied up in the in the courts for quite a while. Well, it, it, it I mean. This brings up in me another another issue that that's somewhat related to that, and that's the um, the, par- the burgeoning partnership between um, the North American countries, U.S., Mexico, and Canada. That maybe there's some you know deals being made in a back room somewhere oh, you between 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 uh, you know government officials and corporate interests to uh, you know make this uh, make this happen. And I know, uh, you're first, a conspiracy theorist. Well, of course I am. You know, <laughs> anytime, anytime you 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 wonder and question about these things, uh, you, you know, if it's true, you're even more of a conspiracy theorist. I agree with you. Okay, so eminent domain does it have any place at all in in a libertarian society? Absolutely uh, not. I I don't see it. No, no. It's it. You know, it's. If we're going to allow people liberty, then you have to uh, you have to eliminate that kind of a policy. It's it's anti freedom. Okay. It's anti liberty. Okay. 
All right. You know, it, it introduces the element of force, you know, where it does. people that's right. People are being coerced out of their property. That's that's not liberty. Agreed. Okay. Uh that is that is one argument. So here is another issue around Kilo, and that is of course, and you sort of led with it, is the environmental issues. And I'll just throw one out there. There's some people who say that the pipeline will leak because we know that all pipelines leak. And I'm just going to take that at face value that all pipelines leak eventually somewhere. And that or they can be made oil, to leak. Yeah, exactly right. Um, it, will, it will leak oil, which will then end up in the water table and will contaminate the water. And because of that, uh, we as a society have the right to say, no, you can't put that pipeline there. Does that have any place? Because that's sort of the opposite of eminent domain. It's sort of a, a protectionist. Well, that's the yeah. not-in-my-backyard philosophy. And yeah. uh, the environmental uh, concerns are the dirty tar sands oil, the pollution from the sands oil greatly exceeds yeah. that of conventional oil, uh, right. water waste and pollution, uh, forest destruction, and indigenous populations uh, are, are, concerned, uh, are concerned about uh, being forced off their land, even though it's federally mandated and granted land, uh, all, all of a sudden we've, uh, we've lost the, the Indians' rights here? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, you know, the, 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 the issues that they have living downstream from the tailing ponds, uh, there have been uh, spikes in rare cancers and renal failures, lupus, hyperthyroidism, that sort of thing. Yeah. So, so where, there is so where, does, where do we fit? Where where does libertarian how does libertarianism address these sorts of things, or does it not? Maybe uh, libertarianism uh, in of itself uh, is is not going to address this. However, are you sure? See, I kind of think it does. Uh, I think, give you yeah, well, well, here, I think it also butts into property rights as well. You know, okay. you're talking okay, about so not in my backyard. You know, you 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 may have the right to do business, but you don't have the right to pollute on someone else's prop property. And if you can prove yeah. damages, yeah, then right. you have you have some kind of a case there. Yeah, well, right. I'm so playing devil's advocate there for a moment, simply because I'd, oh, okay, I'd like good. you two guys to feed the troll on this, uh, because <laughs> uh, I I I'm not sure that I believe that libertarianism has anything to do with the pipeline. No, it I don't think it has anything to do with, with the pipeline. With putting, putting it in. Okay. Yeah. So let's follow yeah. the money here. You know, who's, it's, who's going to end up on top? We're pretty sure the big oil is going to win that one. Okay. Yeah, right. it probably will. And, and, of course, libertarians will get blamed for it because we're champions of the free market. And, of course, big oil... To the you know, people who hate oil um, is the free market. So that's the link I was looking for. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, so there's a there's there's a there's a distorted perception of what free market economics is about because it doesn't easily accommodate the you know political ambitions of of uh, environmentalists and and uh, people concerned about social justice and all that kind of stuff. You know, who I, the people I call the political correctness crowd. Um, it it doesn't easily accommodate that because, by golly, they they want the, the the billy club and they want to beat someone with it to get them to um, follow their their narrative. Um, 
but in, in, in a strange way, the, this issue does sort of uh, cross over in that uh, in that you know uh, the libertarian concern for property rights somehow coincides with um, you know the need to protect certain classes of people that the um, you know the progressives want to uh, you know want to see protected. So. Um, uh, so it's always so been we, kind of my complaint is why do we protect a class of people? Shouldn't we kind of protect everybody? It's, I was always been kind of surprised about that. Yeah, and I, and I, yeah. I, I uh, think yeah, to hear the response as well. You don't need protection from whatever, you know. Like, it, like just uh, pull one fairly cliche group out is you know, uh, gays need protection from you know, gay jokes or whatever, and straights don't because straights don't get hit with that sort of thing. But I always thought your orientation doesn't matter. If you're having a, a problem with, vol- with violence or whatever, then it's a violence problem, and, and we should right. we, we stand against violence uh, right. on the individual. So it's, hmm. Right, I'm right. Puzzled by yeah. that. Yeah, that, that kind of common sense kind of goes over them. You know, it goes over their heads because, uh, again, it, it doesn't accommodate the narrative, and the, the basic narrative is... Um, you know the the white Christian male heterosexual archetype is you know the ultimate enemy of mankind in their eyes, and so any way in which we can stick it to him uh we'll do that and even even if it takes um other you know white male heterosexual christians to um you know participate in the sticking you know um it's, wow. it's it's it is a it is a a war of, of narratives that we're we're fighting where where you know they they, they want to look at the the history of all the bad stuff that European you know, Western Europeans have have committed in this hemisphere and blame all the ills of the world on that and and um, so even though the same group of people brought over these ideas about individual liberty and, and protecting rights and that sort of thing, um, somehow it, it, it loses in this, uh, this, this other narrative that it's not, uh, it's not to be considered like those people already have what they want. So we have to uh, balance the scales and bring it back to, you know, giving all the other people, something whether or not they've earned it so you're asking so, so, so what you're doing is you're uh you're advocating fairness across the board so what you know we've done it oh these yeah people, yeah but time to do these people hey guess what life life isn't fair it isn't right well i don't want to hear well, that i want some social justice I'm sorry. There's another that phrase. I, I don't understand that, that phrase. It, you know, it ain't going to happen. I mean, nobody ever promised you that life was fair. Ask your cardiologist. Yeah. <laughs> can you can you, know? you even de- can you define that that phrase social justice? I can't. I've I've yeah. tried. I've heard people try, but I've never understood it. Social justice is in the mind of the speaker at the time they they mentioned that the the phrase. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That it's that it's basically true. it's basically a collectivist buzz term. Mm-hmm. That uh, that that you know that that life is uh, you know it, it's a it's a, it's a, it's the understanding that everybody exists at the pleasure of of some kind of group they're identified with, 
And without that group, that, that individual has no existence or, or is too weak and too, uh, or too helpless to be able to do anything for himself. Right. And You're calling on the philosophy of safety in numbers. You're correct. Yeah. Yeah. Safety in numbers, but at the same time, it, it, it doesn't respect the, the dignity of the individual who has the ability to um, you know, make its own decisions or make his or her own decisions, make, make, you know, create the kind of life that, that he or she wants for himself and their loved ones, and that, that everything is all dependent on, on all these collective identifications, whether it's gender or sexual orientation or race or ethnicity, Everything is sort of bound up in these identifications, and um, I, you know, I began to see through that many years ago, back in the 90s, when I worked at a university, where that kind of thinking was was absolutely rampant, and it seemed like, well, I thought I came through the era of civil rights, and and it was about, uh, you know, seeing through, you know, seeing past the, the color of a person's skin and looking at the content of their character. And and so it had, you know, my understanding was is that we, we're now to look at everybody as individuals rather than groups, but now we're back at looking at everybody as members of groups um, and, and the individual, and, and looking at it as an individual is somehow to be um, uh, rejected. And yeah, I, that's, I found... Yeah, that's, I think, is it. And it's a, it's a strange, it's a very strange um, consequence or, or development, I think. Yeah, development is probably a better word. Very strange development for me to see uh, that behavior coming out of people who I'm sure if you asked them, they would they would absolutely steadfastly say, no, no, we're about equality and and you know the content of the character and everything else. But it comes down to methods and not motives very often. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You're absolutely right because well, social justice by definition is socialism. I mean, look, look yes. at the definition. It's a, it's a, it says that everybody deserves uh, equal economic, political, and social rights and opportunities. Bingo. Right. Well, the definition of socialism has to do with the the, the well, um, political policies that drive it. Right. Right. The, the, in fact, I even read so I either either read somewhere or came up with this definition on my own, but the. But there, there is there is a a, um, a very strong link between the you know the shared resources of uh, you know the, the approach of of, of shared resources uh, mm-hmm. in socialism to achieving some measure of social justice. That is the purpose of the you know, distribution of wealth. Right. Is is that you look and see where the imbalances are, and then you try to correct them by distributing wealth, and and in a sense bringing everybody up to the same or down to the same level, um, so that uh, now we can say we're we're equal and everything's fine. Then what happens is everybody goes back to fighting each other again, because whatever piece of the pie they got isn't enough, and it never will be enough. That's true. That's true. Yeah. And you know, so here's a here's a weird. Go ahead, Go ahead, Dusty. Oh, all right. Here's uh, a weird... Uh, 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 <laughs> <laughs> I will shut up. You speak. Yes. <laughs> Here's a weird thing I've run into, and it, it sort of contradicts some of the things that I think we've all stood for, and that is that libertarians um, uh, promote the free market, and that is if everybody were voluntarily uh, in compliance, socialism would not be counter to 
libertarianism. And we would see this on very certain small scales. We've seen people do com- communes and things like that where they, they voluntarily submit yes. to the higher authority. And that's, that's kind of weird because where I stand, uh, libertarianism is almost inexorably linked with the free market. And, and I mm-hmm. suppose it still is in that case too because you're volunteering to trade or whatever, but it's, it's weird. Right. Well, socialism can can exist under libertarianism, but the opposite is not true. Well, what what would generally happen in a socialist society is a free market would would evolve or it would it would emerge um, in the uh, in what they call what we call the black market when when people find that they can't get their needs met through all their needs met through. The, the centralized, you know, wealth distribution system, then they start to look for alternative ways, and that's where the black market begins to serve a purpose. Oh, and we correct. saw we saw that happen in Soviet Union. In fact, that is what survived the Soviet Union. Mm-hmm. It, you know, the Soviet, Soviet Union could not make a, a free market go away. It it existed in parallel to the you know, to the strong arming state and the you know the dictatorships and everything, but right. it never went away. And when the Soviet Union crumbled, that's what people had to uh, fall back on. It was already there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, what I was saying, uh, and I understand exactly exactly what you're saying. I'm taking it uh, another step larger. Let's uh, let's zoom okay. out a little bit here. Okay. So, uh, if you have libertarianism. And uh, you, you you have folks who are going to band together, and they're going to create their own little microcosm uh, in, the, in the communes and that sort of thing. But it's still going to be with the blessing of a free society. They can have their own little free society there, yes. and how they work it within themselves is fine. And yes, it'll probably be uh, because of the shared resources will be socialistic in nature. Now, you take that, turn it upside down, take the wedding cake, put it upside down, and you have a socialist environment. Libertarianism is not going to exist under there because that free market is not permitted. Yes, you will have the black market, but that will right. not be libertarianism. So that's what I would right. say. It, One can, it's can a, it's, a, it's an unpermitted market, yes. Yeah, exactly. That's true. That's true. It won't be sanctioned by a socialist state. Right. Yeah. At least... Not officially, <laughs> <laughs> right? Exactly. Unless, unless the socialist state is on the on the dole with everybody else on the black market. Exactly. <laughs> Which was very much the case, certainly in uh, the USSR. Uh huh. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, we shot those things up pretty good. Do, do, do we have any final conclusions about the Keystone uh, um, issue? Yeah. Uh, Dusty. Yeah, I think uh, I, I think that uh, uh, the 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 Keystone issue is uh, there's way too many politics being played in order for that to be a benefit or a detriment to uh, or to, for libertarianism to be a benefit or a detriment to it at this point. Uh, it's yeah. way out of control. Uh, it, is is it a good thing? Energy independence, yeah, that's fine. Except they're going to be shipping that off to Europe and to Mexico rather than absorbing right. it here. Yeah. So who's actually coming out on top? Again, France, Canada. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. 
You can always blame Canada. That's right. <laughs> Just That's like right. uh, South Park. Lovely people. Lovely people. Exactly. Hey. 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 What was that? You can also blame uh, Australia, too. Hey. Sure. Sure. And blame Mexico, too. Oh, yeah. That's well, I do blame is. Mexico. Mexico is such an easy target right now. It really is. Indeed. Okay, let's see. One other interesting topics that might there be. Oh, hmm. Well, we didn't want to talk about the the 900-pound gorilla, so we're not going to talk about it. And I I forgot what I said on this intro. (laughs) What is the 900-pound gorilla? We said we're not going to talk about it, so I won't mention it. Okay. Um, Everybody else is talking about it, so why should we? Unless it, unless it starts demanding bananas, and we shouldn't talk about it. Ah, I remember now. I said, like, red light cameras. I said open carry. I said the Federal Reserve. Out of those, open carry to me is the most interesting right now. Yeah. We're seeing a lot of that happening, um, a lot of people expressing their rights to carry. And... Um, what is, and what the is governor of Texas stand? is going to sign it. Yeah, I, excellent. I know. I I was leading up to that. The um, demanding what, or what is the libertarian stance on on weaponry in general and on open carry? Keep your hands off of it. That's a, that's the whole. Everyone thing. has a, everyone has a natural right to defend themselves right. through whatever means that they have. Um, a, the uh, you know the, the 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 firearms is a is a, the natural symbol of that uh, of that right and um, so yeah so open carry uh, conceal well concealing carry requires some a level of permission open carry is is more like out there so but it should uh, not uh, concealed carry should not require under libertarianism and it doesn't. Uh, right. You have under under libertarianism, you have the right to meet force with equivalent force should you feel you are threatened. Right. You do have the ultimate right to take care of yourself, and uh, yeah. the, the, if you have a government that's big enough to tell you, you can can do something, it's big enough to tell you you can't, and that's why a lot yeah. of states lost the open carry right. But you yeah. know, there is a greater responsibility here, and this is something that I like to bring out as, as a firearms instructor, and that is very simply that, yes, you do have a right to open carry. However, you have a greater responsibility to keep the peace, and this is where the open carry Texas people are screwing up for the whole thing for everybody who has firearms. Because if you are carrying a piece openly and people get upset over it, you are disturbing the piece, whether you like it or not. And it is up to you, it is your responsibility as a firearms owner to mitigate that disturbance. Yeah, that's a, that's, that, that's a very, very interesting point because I think the purpose of that group to open carry like that is you know, they, they are they are making a statement with it, and and I guess the question I have is, does that somehow cross over into free speech issues? Because they're just showing the guns off in public, and and people who are uncomfortable with them are are you know expressing their you know their fears and their you know their um, misgivings about it. Um, but 
it, how is that any different than, say, you know, someone um, making fun of somebody with a uh, cartoon in the newspaper? Or using, you know, um, racial slurs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, I understand that. Yeah. And, you know, it, uh, if, if you are intentionally – well, okay, I can speak from a fire. Okay, I think the word intentional is important. Exactly. If you are intentionally okay. doing it to get in somebody's face, then yes, you are up. You're barking up the wrong tree. If you just happen to be carrying your firearm with you and not trying to prove a point, or you are taking your rifle from the car into a range or a shop, you know you're you're not there to cause issues. You're not out there to try to wag that gun in someone's face and say, "Hey, you're going to have to accept this because I'm going to have it legislated into your acceptance." Well, gee, that mm-hmm. puts you in the same place as so many others, like the like like the the, the gays and the blacks, and, you know, all all these folks who have done so well to legislate uh, acceptance. Yeah. So it's, it's uh, kind of like the uh, you know shouting fire in the movie theater idea. Right. Well, um, you do have you do have the right of free speech, and it is not against nature's law to yell fire in a crowded theater. However, it is nature's law that if you're going to do something like that, you have to be prepared for the consequences, and you have to be prepared to handle those consequences. Right, right. I mean, I think that makes sense. Basic libertarianism. If if you're going to be responsible. Yeah, if if you're going to yell fire in the theater, you you better there better damn well be a fire. Otherwise, you know, you're you're crossing over a lot of other people's uh, liberties. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so, so it's a firearms issue. If you're you're wagging it in front of uh, you know um, Rachel Maddow's face or Chris Matthews to stir up uh, um, their you know got to push their buttons, then you're basically doing the same thing as yelling fire in a movie theater when there's no fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And if you want to take yeah. the fire in the movie theater one step further, uh, if you yell. Uh, yell fire in the theater and you have these people who are actually contained in there and they have limited access to to, to exits, uh, you can be cited for terrorism. Sure. And that yeah, is what, yeah, and, that's, and that, that's what you have to be prepared for if you're going to do something stupid like that. Yeah. Gentlemen, 15 seconds. All right. Okay. Oh, no. Thank you, guys. Thank you very much. Dustin, it's been a good discussion today. And this has been Ask the Libertarians, recorded live each Tuesday afternoon and posted as soon as completed. Comments and questions are welcomed on Facebook and by email at askthelibertarians at gmail.com. For Charles Braden and John Holgate, this is Dusty Baker for Ask the Libertarians. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.